a lot has been going on recently in the world's largest Protestant denomination. Is the Southern Baptist Convention worth trying to save at this point? Should Southern Baptists continue trying to shovel water out of this shipwreck of a convention, or should they just finally abandon ship? Conservatives, it seems, in the Southern Baptist Convention for a long time have seen a leftward drift. I didn't say there isn't systemic racism. That's obvious. The Southern Baptist Convention is moving more leftward in its values uh, and its even theology um, in a very unbiblical direction in a lot of ways. And conservatives have thought, especially after the election of mass plagiarist Ed Litton last year, conservatives have been saying, we need to step up and we need to change the direction, which was the motto of Tom Askell, who was one of the uh, the candidates for the presidential election of the SBC. And he lost. Uh, it seems like the majority of the Southern Baptist Convention thinks whatever hell-bound direction it's going in is a good one. Uh, in fact, 60% of the people who showed up to vote voted against Tom Askell, who wanted to change the direction. So I thought, what I would do is, if you're a conservative Baptist, and even if you're not, this is important because this is the largest denomination in the world. This is the largest Protestant Christian denomination, and I think if we see that this denomination is somehow crumbling, and I think the more we look at it, it's more and more obvious that it actually is crumbling, then we need to guard against the things in our churches. And even if we are a part of the SBC, we need to guard against the things in our churches that uh, is infecting the Southern Baptist Convention. And if you are a part of a church who's a part of the SBC, you need to consider these things uh, as to if your church agrees and wants to support the things that the majority of the Southern Baptist Convention clearly agrees with and supports. So let's get into it. First, what I did, I, I went to the Southern Baptist Convention website and I looked up all of the, the sub-organizations within the Southern Baptist Convention. And there are a few. There are the, the SBC Executive Committee. There's the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. There is Guidestone Financial Resources. There is the International Mission Board. There's the North American Mission Board. And there is every Southern Baptist Seminary. These are the official organizations within the SBC. And I was just wondering, you know, how deep does this infection of wokeness and, and progressivism and a leftward drift go? Because if there's hope, if there's actually people fighting en masse, if there are large organizations within the SBC fighting against this leftward drift in a clear and obvious way, then there's hope. But if not, then maybe that means it actually is time to abandon ship. Prepare to abandon ship. So I thought what we would do is we would go through every single one of these organizations to see if they're, I don't know, what a person could consider woke or not. So let's do it first, one at a time. What is the SBC Executive Committee? Uh, this seems to be like one of the, the top level organizations in the SBC that make a lot of the decisions. So how do they measure up in terms of uh, wokeness and corruption? Well, 
they're full of woke people. And by the way, I have articles and links and evidence in the description that I encourage you to check out. You should do your own research. I think the reason a lot of this stuff is actually happening is because of the ignorance of the layman. And uh, if we were to just be aware of this and stand up to our pastors, you know, if they have anything to do with this stuff or not, your pastor, you know, most people probably have have no connection with these people at all outside of maybe attending the SBC convention or having gone to a seminary. But if you, you know, support a lot of these bad things that are happening, then the SBC is for your church. You, you're made for each other. But if you don't support a lot of the evil and corruption and leftward drift and wokeness, um, just plain evil, then you probably ought to consider standing up to your pastor or to your elder board and convincing them to leave the SBC if you have any amount of power and sway in your church whatsoever. Uh, so, first, the SBC executive committee, like I said, is full of woke people. They covered up massive sexual abuse, which just recently came out in this guidepost report. Uh, they commissioned, in fact, this guidepost organization who supports... Um, LGBT values, very unchristian values, interestingly enough. Why, why would a quote-unquote Christian organization work with an organization that so goes against their own values? Interesting. But also this report, it seems that, uh, that the Guidestone report was fishy in a lot of ways too, to say the least. But that's for another podcast. They seem to care more about the SBC looking good than doing the right thing, the executive committee. Uh, they mistreat conservative members of the executive committee, force them out, make a lot of bad choices. Uh, they abuse general conservative members of the SBC, high-profile conservative members. Not good. Not very un uh, unity-oriented, are they? Well, I'm sure these other organizations in the SBC are going to be a lot better than the executive committee. <laughs> Let's find out. The Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission, who was headed up by Russell Moore before he quit to go work for the uh, very leftward-leaning Christianity today. That's not a good sign. Russell Moore, uh, not, not a great dude. He was the president just up until recently. As A.D. Robles said on Twitter, a good quote, he said that the ERLC, the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, fights to make sure mosques can be built and works to defeat abortion abolition bills. These things are true. Incidentally, I also found out that the ERLC is funded by George Soros. What? One of the most evil people on the planet. Weird. Funded by George Soros, this Christian organization who ought to disagree with George Soros's values. George Soros, incidentally, side note, also funds Crew and the Gospel Coalition. It's a rabbit hole for you to go down. Uh, they seem to care about every kind of justice, made, like made-up justice, you know, like gender justice, uh, racial justice, whatever. Every kind of justice, except for the biblical kind of justice, you know, actual justice. Covering up sex abuse, uh, you know, attacking abuse victims, um, not 
like like the the Jennifer and Tom Buck situation that happened recently. If you don't know about that, that's a another rabbit hole worth going down. Where essentially, um, somebody's story of abuse was leaked and nobody did anything about it, and the SBC claims to really really care for the victims of abuse, but evidently they only care for the victims of abuse who agree with them. They're infected by CRT. They support the values of CRT. They support uh, reparations, that kind of thing. They're obviously completely woke, the ERLC. Bad deal. Okay, so that's two down. You know, maybe there's still hope. What about the other organizations? Well, there's Guidestone Financial Resources. I honestly didn't do any research on this. I would just assume that as a, a financial resources firm, they would be devoid of any kind of controversial values, but... Knowing what I know, that's probably not true. And it's probably that they support and have refused to repent of something really, really stupid. But I didn't research that just because I thought there would be nothing to find. But if you know of some horrible secret thing within the Guidestone financial resources, please tell me. But hey, that's a that's at least a check mark. And it's only a check mark because I didn't do any research on it. Going on to the International Mission Board. Uh, the International Mission Board is responsible for a lot of missionaries around the world, right? They Tons of money go to them, and tons of money goes out to plant churches and, and missionaries and uh, all sorts of supposedly gospel-centric stuff. But there are a huge amount of accusations to the IMB that... They are merely concerned with their numbers. They're concerned with pumping out as many missionaries, qualified or not, as possible. They're concerned with getting as much money as possible, um, hoarding as much money as possible, making their numbers look really, really good. Because if an organization who is who tries to make money, if an organization's budget looks really good, if their numbers are really high... If it looks like they're doing really good stuff, guess what happens? They make more money. Hmm. I've experienced this thing uh, in churches, incidentally, where uh, there would uh, the people tallying the number of congregants each week, they would lie. They would overinflate the numbers. The church budget would be shifted and, and numbers would be twisted, which is exactly evidently what the International Mission Board does. They lie about their numbers. Evidently, they also have a my way or the highway approach to partnerships. If you disagree with them at all, or if they just don't like you, then you're out. But you're out in the name of unity, right? Because unity is, of course, a, a very important value to these people. But if we don't like you, then we're not going to hang out with you in the name of unity, of course. I mean, because we're, we're all Christians here, aren't we? They refuse at the top level to cooperate with people trying to weed out child abuse. Uh, there was a specific situation. Again, links in the description. Uh, there was a specific situation where somebody thought that their child had uh, inappropriate exposure to a potential child abuser. And the International Mission Board wouldn't even uh, give them any information on who that might be or, or even where the child could have had access to this person. You know, to, to some extent, I, I recognize, well, we don't want to just share the people in our organization. But also, you know, this is a legal matter. This is like a, a crime thing, right? 
kind of weird. Uh, there are serious accusations about secrecy. Uh, evidently, a lot of the employees have to, or maybe all the employees, I don't know, have to sign non-disclosure agreements, which is a really bad sign if you work for a ministry, where basically you can't say anything bad about the organization. Uh, staff are threatened with layoffs, and they're forced to resign if they don't like you. And again, this organization is woke. They have had diversity training. Um, they say they're fully committed to diversity. And if you're wondering why diversity is a bad thing, it sounds like a good thing in our culture, but I have an entire episode, just a couple episodes ago, all about diversity. Give it a listen. But it's, it's deceptive. And it's not a value we as Christians have any reason to have. One, because it's not a value. Moving on to the North American Mission Board. Come on, maybe there's hope. This is the next to the last group of organizations that I'm going to be talking about. Well, just like the International Mission Board, uh, the North American Mission Board has a reputation for mishandling their money, overspending. They also have a reputation of secrecy. There was a quote by one of the missionaries in the North American Mission Board who said that the NAMB has no responsibility to be transparent. That's also a bad sign if you're uh, in a ministry. They plant churches with women pastors. Now, regardless on your view of egalitarianism or complementarianism, it should be complementarianism, by the way. But regardless of your view on these things, the Southern Baptist Convention official position is that no churches can have female pastors, but they disobey their own rules, right? So, you know, even if that's a bad rule or not, which it's not because it's biblical, but even if it were, they're breaking their own policies. They're dishonest. They're liars. (sighs) They're going directly against the Baptist faith and message by doing this. They promote the social justice gospel. There's a wonderful interview by a man who was a part of the North American Mission Board that you can look up. But uh, they add to the gospel something that they call the great requirement, which is a belief in and practice of social justice principles as a part of the gospel. In other words, you're not a Christian because the Holy Spirit has entered you and saved you by your belief and repentance. But you are saved because, yeah, those things, but also you're truly saved if you uh, believe in social justice and try to work towards racial reconciliation and all the rest of the social justice nonsense. Yes, it is nonsense. The vice president of NAM's SEND network, along the same lines, said that the gospel is not good news without economic restoration. I don't remember that being in the Bible. I don't think. Uh, But, you know, this is the kind of people who are the vice president of large organizations within NAM, right? Okay, so, well, it seems like all all those organizations are absolutely infected by wokeness and progressivism and a lack of... uh, consistency with their values and and in fact a lot of evil straight up evil happening in these organizations what about the seminaries well we know that uh, the seminaries kick students out for plagiarism and yet they publicly support the sbc president well the previous sbc president ed Litton, who is a mass plagiarist 
weird, more inconsistency, right? I think it, the one kind of person that Jesus uh, didn't seem to like was hypocrites. Now that's neither here nor there, just throwing that out there. Uh, not a single seminary took a strong stance against CRT. You might say to me, whoa, 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 there was this statement that came out from all the seminary presidents a few years back where they all denounced CRT. That's not true. None of them strongly denounced CRT. They said stupid things like, it's not a good interpretive tool, but maybe there are other, but but like, uh, we should still value all of the things that CRT values, like, like, uh, Oh, that you know, there's CRT is not a not an interpretive tool that we should be using, but we should strive for racial reconciliation, which is what Jason K. Allen, the president of Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, said, who prides itself being one of the most conservative seminaries. Now, if that's what one of the most conservative seminaries is saying, imagine what the lesser conservative seminaries are saying. What's well, a lot worse? There is CRT in the curriculums in the seminaries, and they will deny that, even though there are articles, uh, there are pictures of the rubrics, and students are reading um, yeah, CRT books, books by horrible teachers, false teachers, and yes, they are false teachers. And they lie about it. They say that it's not. No, we don't support CRT. Well, it's pretty easy to say that you don't support CRT and then do it anyway. That seems to be par for the course these days. Uh, just straight up lying about things if you're in a position of power. Staff in one seminary in particular, maybe more, were fired, in fact, for taking a stand against CRT. Some staff members signed a document saying that CRT is unbiblical and should not be supported. Those staff members were fired, while other staff members who openly supported CRT, uh, they're hired and they're celebrated. This is a thing that the seminaries care about. In the recent election, oh, by the way, that's all the organizations. It seems like they're all completely infected by wokeness. Weird. Sad. What does that say? Well, there's more. In the recent election, we've replaced a woke, mass-plagiarizing, chronic liar, Ed Litton, with a milk-toast, spineless, out-of-touch pastor who cannot define CRT and refuses to take a strong stance against anything while they cast out two men, Vody Bakum and Tom Askell, who firmly stand against all of the values that it seems like the rest of these organizations refuse to take a stand against, like child abuse, critical race theory, progressivism, leftward drift, Marxism, and they want to change the direction of the SBC. For Christ's sake, Vody Bakum is black and lost to a white man, which isn't really something I care about, but the SBC at its highest levels say that they care about that kind of thing. I remember Danny Aiken, uh, the president of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary's famous idiotic sentiment that white people in positions of power must give up their seats to minorities. So I think one of the things that white evangelicals in particular have got to do is become better listeners. Uh, in addition to that, we've got to be willing to surrender power, uh, which is again uh, not uh, indigenous to our nature. Uh, as I often say, not only do we need to uh, invite ethnic minorities 
uh, uh, into our uh, room and uh, to have a seat at the table. Uh, we even need to be willing to surrender leadership at the table if we're really going to make progress and really uh, help uh, our brothers and sisters understand we see them on an equal plane with ourselves. They must not really care about black people. I guess leftists only want the minorities around them who agree with them, right? At least 60% of the people in uh, who messengers who showed up for the Southern Baptist Convention, which was in the thousands, voted against Tom Askell and voted for Bart Barber, who, uh, again, supports the values of critical race theory. A good pastor looks to the people who are on the outside and, and thinks to himself, what can I do to be intentional and strategic about trying to keep this congregation together and try to build connections between this congregation? We ought to be doing that in terms of race. Uh, is in, seems to be in the pocket of Big Eva. He seems to care more about making the SBC and himself and his brothers and sisters that he agrees with looking good more than he does about truth and stomping out the sin, the actual sin, in his organization. 60% of people who showed up doesn't want to change the direction of the SBC, but they think that the SBC is going in a perfectly fine direction the way it is. Now, I think if you think that, you're lost. You need to repent, friend. You're wrong. If your values make you believe that the SBC is going in a good direction, uh, then then you're wrong. Uh, you, <laughs> that's that's all I can say. But if you're a person, it's more likely the the people actually listening to this have the right values. But if you have the right values and you still think the SBC is worth holding on to, look, every single one of the organizations in the SBC is infected by wokeness. Last year, the election between Ed Litton and Mike Stone was this close. It was so close. But this year's election between the more liberal and the, and the more conservative candidate, you know, they would both call themselves conservatives, like Bart Barber, of course, calls himself a conservative, but he's a lot less conservative in a lot of the wrong ways compared to Tom Askell. So the, the, the difference between the two of them in the vote was 60-40. It was a much bigger gap. So whatever the conservatives, like a lot of people have already left the SBC, right? But the conservatives who have hung on and say, no, there's hope. We know that the SBC is going in a bad direction, but we need to stay and fight. Well, you're losing the battle, buds. The disparity between this vote was a lot bigger than it was last year. The only direction that the SBC is currently going is left. Abandoned ship. There's no hope for the SBC at this point. Your work would be much better creating a community of believers who want to create a conservative denomination who actually says they have conservative values and then they act like it. That would be a much better use of your time and energy and money. If your church gives money to the SBC, you are paying for secrecy, the covering up of 
of abuse. You're paying for uh, female pastors, which to be a member of a Baptist church, you need to agree that there can be no women pastors. You're paying an organization that allows people like Rick Warren to stay in the convention and Stephen Furtick and Elevation to stay in the convention. That's what your money is going to. Your money is going to an organization that says these people's values are A-OK. Now, if, if you love covering up abuse, if you think it's more important to unite with your friends than it is with the truth, if you think it's totally cool to throw out all biblical values because we ought to be progressing beyond the the stuffy old crusty biblical values that we used to have those are just cultural things then you know i mean the sbc's for you stay in by all means like yes you have a place but as for the rest of us we shouldn't be supporting that stuff we shouldn't it's hopeless it's a sinking ship abandon ship build new better things you know, one of the problems with conservatives, look, I'm a conservative, but there are the good kinds of conservatives, and then there are the kinds of conservatives that call themselves conservatives, and then they conserve all the wrong things. Instead of conserving truth and biblical values, they can conserve uh, their paychecks. They conserve their positions of power. They conserve their comfort. You know, like the people who are at the top levels of the SBC, these people. The problem with conservatives is that we want, many of us, want to look at something like the SBC and we say, I want to conserve this because it's good. But the thing is, biblically speaking, there are vines that are cut off from the tree. And very clearly, God is giving up the SBC to its desires. This is a Romans 1 situation. And the wise Christians will leave and will build their own good and better thing. No, 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 no. Even, even if you don't want to create a new denomination, just call yourself a Baptist and stop associating with the SBC. You can do that. That's allowed. If anything, you would make money. But how am I going to support missionaries? Well, right now you're supporting missionaries who are planting churches with female pastors how are you going to support missionaries you give money i don't know this is a radical idea it might not work but you give money to the missionaries is that possible you find a, a faithful missionary and you give them the money you send them a check i don't think it's that hard if you want to stick around and reform the sbc you're wasting your time what progress have we made in the past year away from progressivism in the, in the SBC? Negative progress. That's the answer. Conservatives are doing no good there. Hope that made you think about some things that's going on in the SBC. And probably more information will be coming out and I will be updating you on it as I hear it. Thanks for sticking around. Catch you in the next episode.